Hello guys, welcome to Disciples by Design. We're doing another episode this week. It's kind of at the end of the week here, I guess the beginning of the next week, but uh, we're counting this for last week. Um, today we're going to be talking about Matthew 25 and James 1.22. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Um, also in the message Bible here, uh, I'm going to read that translation real quick. Once I can find it, I'm using BibleGateway.com. I'm not a sponsor. It's just something that I really enjoy using. Um, dear Lord, if I can find the, uh, it here, there it is. So the Message Bible has a little bit longer interpretation of it. James 1.22, the message, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are listening when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are and what they look like. So guys, um... This is the verse of the day on BibleGateway.com. It's uh, honestly, this is just, it is my belief and what I believe from uh, things that I've talked with God about and the uh, the feeling that I get from him and also, also from, you know, going to church and talking to my parents and just things that God's been putting in my heart. I believe that we, you know, I know people have said we're in the last times. I said it last week, you know, we're, we're in the last times or we're in the last days. What that means is it means Jesus is returning soon. You know, it means that, uh, we are coming to the end of our walk here on earth and soon Jesus is going to come down and take us like lightning. And there's going to be no way for anyone, unless they're so lied to themselves that they just can't believe what they see, that Jesus is not Lord, that he did not come for us. I believe he's coming soon. Those of us that are Christians, guys, we got we to gotta define who we are. You need to start defining who you are in Christ really getting into his word on a daily basis. You know, even if it is just, even if it is just a verse of the day on your Bible app or on BibleGateway.com, you need that every day. You know, uh, I went to church yesterday and uh, my pastor told the congregation, don't be pulling back now. Do not be pulling back from the Lord. Do not be pulling back from the gifts that he's given you, the things he's told you to do, the way he's told you to act. Now is the time that we need to step forward. We need to step into who God has called us to be. We need to step into the life and the light in which who, who and what he has called us to be. Each of us has a gifting and a talent that is God given. You know, and if you don't know what it is, you need to pray and ask him. 
because now is the time to walk in it. Now is the time to get out there because there are only people that you can reach. There are people out there in the mission field in life that, you know, may not know who God is and may not know, um, or, you know, maybe they've heard about him, but they, they don't really know him. And maybe you're the only person that can reach him. You know, me doing me doing my podcast and my TikTok, you know, I, I pulled back for a little while because I wanted to I wanted to make sure that my heart was pure and I wasn't just doing it to get, you know, popularity and um, doing it out of a, a sense of, you know, lusting after money and, you know, uh, being famous or, or you know, uh, popularity. I want to make sure that my heart is pure before God. And the truth is that I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. There's a lot of times I mess up. There's a lot of things that, you know, I'm like, that was dumb. And so, um, you know, I, I've questioned myself in the past and, uh, you know, I've, I've bought into, you know, me not feeling like I'm good enough in certain areas. And the truth is, is that, um, by grace I am, but it's by grace. It's by God's grace, his forgiveness. And so, you know, I'm sure all of us go through times where we don't feel like we're good enough, but God says that we are. He says that he gave his son to die on the cross for our sins so that we could live a life of freedom, live a life that God has planned for us because he has plans and purposes for our lives. And, you know, um, I really just want to take you guys through Matthew 25. Uh, that's the chapter we're really going to talk about today. And it uh, has the parable of ten virgins, the parable of the bags of gold, and then uh, the sheep and the goats um, is what this chapter talks about. So the, the first, uh, first section of this is the parable of the ten virgins. Uh, this is chapter 25. Um, and I'm reading from the New International Version. At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Guys, this is talking about Christians right here. You know, um, this is talking about Christians and our walk with God. You know, I, I know Christians that uh, um, are like, you know, it's going to it's gonna be all right. You know, we can just do whatever. Jesus is coming. It's all going to be fine. But no, he's, he's looking for those people that are constantly seeking him, that are constantly after him, chasing him. No matter what, they, they will not give up on him. They'll continue to the end. He's looking for those people. Those are the true people, his true followers. And, you know, I can't give you specifics on, you know, on everything that's going to happen. But I know that his heart, he's really seeking after those that are still seeking after him. And not, you know, just being a Sunday Christian. Not just going to church and then the rest of the week they act completely different. He's looking for those those few that uh, still seek after his heart and do it on a daily basis. And so, guys, 
we are we are really living in the end times here. I had a dream last year and Jesus told me I am coming soon. I am coming soon. It was urgent. He he was crying out to me and it was urgent. I am coming soon. Guys, he is coming soon. Very soon. Okay, so 25, verse 6. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some oil, some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. The Parable of the Bags of Gold Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one one bag each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags, or five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather what I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take that bag of gold from him and give it to one of, to the one who has ten bags, for whoever has, so for whoever has will be given more, and they will likely have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they will have, even what they, oh my God, whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
so guys, honestly, between these two parables, I, what I believe God is saying is he's looking for those that will seek after him, that will take the gifts that he's given them and use them. He has a calling on each of our lives. Guys, I ran from my calling for 10 years, and I, I honestly, I wish I hadn't. I wish I would have gotten out there and spoken the word and really pushed my talents and, uh, you know, the plans that God has for my life to, to another level. And I, I never did, you know, this is as far as I've gotten. And I, I pray that right now that people are listening to this, that people, um, you know, really think about what God has given them because we're, we're we are, we're in the last couple of years of, of uh, Christian life here on this earth. And Jesus is coming for us very soon. And when he does come, that's going to be it. This world's going to be left alone for seven years on its own without God. And uh, guys, I don't want to be left here. I'm just going to be very honest. I don't want to be left here. I want to go home with our master. I want to go home with our king. So I'm going to do everything I can now to make sure that, uh, and like, I don't know if you've heard it, but I, I feel, I feel, I feel kind of emotional saying all this. There's, there's a lot of people I know that, uh, that don't take stock in what I say as a Christian, good friends of mine that will be left behind because they don't believe in the name of Jesus. It is so important that you know who God is, know his heart. Guys, when we walk out into that world, when we go into our jobs, when we go into our families that don't know God, we are God's heart. We are his ambassadors. We are the only thing that shows Jesus to these people. Without us, they don't know God. It is so important that you guys walk in the power that God has given you. It is so important that as God trusts you with this, as he gives you this ability, this talent, to the people that only you can reach, you're going out into that world and you're taking your job seriously. You're doing what God has called you to do. You were building people up. You were encouraging them in the way that they should go. You were being an example as God's chosen child of God. It is important that we have the heart of God, that we act as our master acts. That as we go into the world, that we treat people the way that we want to be treated, the way that God has told us to treat them. That we love them the way that God would love them. Unconditionally. And I'm going to tell you honestly right now, I'm going through things in my personal life. It is not easy. It is very hard because you don't want to do it. 
you don't want to do it because it's hard. And yeah, it's hard. It, it really is. But God has given us the capacity to, to love. And the more that you seek his strength over your own, the greater that capacity becomes. We are the last things this world is going to see that's closest to God. I want to leave an impression with the people that I see, the people I come across. I want them to see God in my heart, in my eyes, in my actions. I want them to know that there is a God out there that loves them. That sent his only son to die on the cross for them so that they could be saved. So that they could live with him. They could have a future and a plan and a purpose for their lives. Do you know how much people in the world seek this and they don't know that they're seeking after God? We are his ambassadors. We're his chosen people to step out and to show the world who he truly is. A loving God, a King of Kings, the King of Kings, God Almighty, the awesome and the, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We're going to move on to the sheep and the goats, which is... Matthew 25, verse 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison? It did not help you. He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment for the righteous, 
but the righteous to eternal life. Guys, what I really take this to mean is uh, there are there are opportune times that show up in life where people truly need someone. They need to see the heart and design of God. They need somebody to step up and show them who God really is. If you turn them away in that hour, that hour that they truly need someone, then you've turned away the heart of God. Christians means Christ I am. So like Christ, being like him in everything that we do. You guys, it is, I, I, I don't, I don't even know how to stress it to you. You are needed on a daily basis to uphold his word in everything that you do. When you're in trouble, the first thing you need to do is say, Jesus, I trust you. It is so important that you realize who you are in Christ now. It is so important that you seek after his word, after his heart, after the mindset of Christ, that you renew your heart and your mind in his word now. The temptations, the things that hold you back, that you let go of them now. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, uh, I used to smoke. I switched to vaping. God has been on my heart. You need to stop vaping. You need to stop vaping. By November, I will no longer be vaping. I'm dropping it completely. I'm working my way off of it. It is a habit I wish I honestly had never had started. It did help me quit smoking, but I wish I would have stopped a long time ago. But that's something God's put on my heart. I don't, I don't want to continue to do what God is telling me that I should quit. Guys, there's things in our lives that we know that we needed to give up a long time ago, but yet we keep doing it. If God's telling you you need to give it up, you need to give it up. Even if you don't know what it's for, if you don't know why, you need to give it up. You need to let that go. And you know, as you listen to this, what those things are. They're going to start coming forward because they are God-given demands that you follow what he's telling you. And they're for you. They're not for anyone else. Those things that are coming up in your mind and in your heart right now, that is what God is telling you that you need to do. And when the preacher preaches and he says the same thing and it comes up in your heart, that's God telling you, let this go. And rather than ignoring it, you need to know when you go to church and you're in the presence of God with all of his people, that's one thing. You will feel one way about it. And, you, you know, usually it's a warm comfort where you want to laugh, you want to cry, you feel warm, 
you feel comfortable. But when you're in your day-to-day life, it's not always God as your father saying, do this. You know, we all know that we have ignored our parents. And there's times when we just ignore what they say. But God is not just your father in heaven. He is also your king. And when your king commands that you do something, it is treason to do anything else. Do you understand? And this isn't a threat or anything else. But do you understand the power that God, the creator of the universe, the king of kings, holds in his hands? And when he tells you to do something, do you not get what he is telling you? He is giving you a commandment. Follow what he is saying. Your king is calling you. Are you going to answer? Christians, now is the time more than ever before that you follow what he is telling you to do because he is starting to pick the sheep from the goats. Are you going to be a goat? Are you going to be left behind? Are you going to be the pastor's son that doesn't believe in the word anymore and skates on by with his life because he doesn't believe in what his father believed in? Are you going to be the daughter that doesn't care what his father says, doesn't heed the words of warning and lives the life that you want to live because you want to live it? You're going to be left behind. You need to follow what God is telling you to do. You need to start heeding his commands. When he tells you to walk, you walk. When he tells you to jump, you jump. When God tells you to step forward, you step forward. When he says, talk to that person, you talk to that person. Do you know why? Because God is leading us and guiding us to meet him in the sky. Are you truly a follower after God? Are you following his word? When he tells you to do something, are you walking in the power that he's commanded you to walk in? Are you stepping up to the plate in the areas he's told you to step up in? Are you going to be a man or woman after his heart? Or are you going to be that, that honestly, honestly, the other people in the world? Oh, you know, I could have, but you know, if you're going to make excuses, there's no point in following God. It's not about your feelings. 80% of the time, you're never going to feel like following God. It's going to seem too hard. It's going to seem too difficult. It's going to seem like a path that's less traveled. Being a Christian isn't a status. It's not something you put up on Facebook. I'm a Christian. No, it's hard. It's not something you want to do. Because when you're a Christian, you're killing your flesh every day. You're saying no. I will be this. You're pushing against all the other flows of people. You're walking against the crowd. You're walking against the flow of the river. It's not easy. But God has called you up to a higher standard, up to a level that you need to walk with him in, up to a level that you're not used to walking on. And that's okay, because as long as you walk in his power, as long as you walk with him, the capacity to grow will increase. You will go beyond your limits. You will go beyond limits you didn't know you had, because you're no longer walking in your own strength. You're walking in his. You're walking in the capacity that God has given you as a child of God. You're walking in his power on a new level and in a new intensity. And that's what God is calling us to. 
He is calling us to be his true ambassadors, to truly walk in his power on another level in this world. And as the truth is found out in this world, those of us that really seek after God's heart, our lights are going to grow brighter because we are serving God in all that he has called us to be. And that's what God is looking for. That is the virgin that he's looking for. The ones that will not give up, the ones that continually Feel up their, their candle and let their light shine because they are constantly seeking after his heart, constantly seeking after the mindset of Christ, constantly seeking after him and what he would have us do, the commandments that he would give us on a daily basis. Christians, step up to the place. When are you going to wake up and follow the God that has created you? When are you going to step up to the plate? Wake up, Christians. Wake up. Follow your God. Follow your king. God is calling you. He is calling you. Wake up. Or it'll be too late and you will miss it. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you for listening to Disciples by Design. We'll see you next time.